Seven ways to actually stick to your New Year resolution. I was so blessed listening to the testimonies uh, about Kimulife, uh, who said he made a commitment on the 31st of December. Man, or T4, and T4 was saying that he, 31st of December, he erected an altar. What a blessing, Bazalwan. And also to hear the good testimonies about people getting jobs during the prayer week and the lady who said, I was employed, now I'm an employer. Hey, what a shock. And all those amazing things. You know, as we come to the end of the year and about to enter into a new year, very often people make New Year resolutions, and I'm trusting that you have brought your vision for next year, which we're going to be praying for uh, towards the end of the service. But there are seven things I want to talk to you about so that in 2019, you fulfill everything that you will have written down in your life. Look at your neighbor who didn't say amen and say, you missed a good chance to say amen. Tell them again, you missed a good chance to say amen. Seven things, I'm going to dive right into it. Number one, pick a change you actually want to make. Whatever it is that you really want to make, you want to change, or you want to do, pick something that you really want to do in 2019. Pick something that you are motivated to do. Something that you actually want to do. You know, sometimes people say, no, I want to make a resolution to force certain change on my life. Or you want to just do something because somebody, someone else is telling you to. The problem is with New Year resolutions in general, people feel the pressure to have some form of resolution. And you know, I was thinking, going through my mind, what I want for next year is really four things that I want. Because you know, if you have ten of them, give my tata fail. Leave me for ten days if it. You will not have done any of that. So don't feel the pressure to have some kind of resolution because you need to have what I want to call intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is you've got to be motivated from the inside. Remember, nobody can make you do anything. And if what you say you're going to achieve doesn't motivate you, then we have a problem. See, oftentimes people do things they have no passion about. You know, they just don't feel anything. They, 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 they don't want to give themselves to it. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to amen. You have to have intrinsic motivation. In other words, you must be motivated from within. Either to change your behavior, to do something new, it should be something that you like to follow. The question is that I want to pose to you, what is the real desire of your heart? So if it's not a real desire of your heart, in 2019, don't even put it down. See, there are many ways that desires can be generated in our hearts. There are bad ways and good ways. The bad ones are you can want to do something because you are jealous of somebody. Or envious of somebody. Or 
or competition? What about wrong motives? You know, even in the Bible, Paul talks about other people preaching for wrong motives. It's amazing. You can do the right thing with the wrong motive. Jesus talks about people who prayed to be seen of men. There's nothing wrong with praying. Matter their motive is wrong. Or we can yield to the devil's influence. You know, sometimes Satan misleads us into wanting to do certain things. I wrote this down in the King James Bible. I hope you have other translations there of Luke 22. If I could have it in the NIV, it would really help. It says, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Keep going. Now note, Bazalana. Then what happened? <laughs> Satan did what? In the King James, it says, and Satan entered Judas's heart. You know, Satan heart. If Satan can enter your heart, it's a problem. Keep going until verse 6. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard, discussed with them how they might betray Jesus. They were delighted. They agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. So Judas fulfilled that thing. But what he did was something inspired by the devil. Don't yield to the devil next year. Huh? You know, you have a vision, that's a bad one. I hope some of you tonight, you didn't come here because I hope Satan hasn't entered your heart. Yeah. So those are bad ways in which vision is generated. Those are bad ways in which plans are, 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 are crafted. Satan can enter your heart. But there are good ways as well. The good ways is that God can plant a desire in your heart. Psalms 37 verse 4, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So you see, God plans desires, you know. He, he makes you desire for certain things to happen in your life in 2019. Hallelujah. The other way is you can be provoked into good works. You know, sometimes you, you, you want to do something because you, you were inspired by another Christian. When you saw the way they're praying. And it wasn't out of competition, but you were provoked. You know, Bible, we must provoke one another into good works. Huh? Yeah, we must provoke one another into what? Into good works. Not into fighting, but into good works. Like you heard me talk about on the clip, I like traveling. I like going to ministries that are doing better than us. Why? Because when I'm there, I realize the possibilities that exist. He says, sometimes when you are living in your small Anyana world, you think that you are king. Yeah. Yeah. You think you are king. When you are living in your small Anyana world, you think that you are the best thing that ever happened to the world. Until you see somebody else who's doing ten times what you are doing. And you are I heard one preacher several years ago talk about a certain type of fish. What kind of fish it is? He spoke about the fish. I forget the species of a fish. When it, when it lays eggs, it lays about 
10,000 eggs at a time. Yeah, 10,000 eggs. It lays 10,000 eggs at one time. You know? And, and, and after it lays the eggs, it's quiet. You know, I, I, I jumpies. <laughs> but then Obana, then Obana Koho. You know, Koho, it lays two eggs, Mara, the whole neighborhood will know. Because after it lays legs, legs go, how many of you are sitting next to a Koho or next to a fish? Yeah. See, as you, as you go around, you realize there are people who are doing far more than you, but they are more humble. Yeah. They don't wear their achievement. You know, some people, when they have achieved, achieve achieved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, this is some few years ago, I went to a bank, and uh, please forgive me for what I'm about to say, ne? in advance, all right? I see this, this farmer, waliburu, rektak liburu, farmer, you know, getting into the bank, and I came to you know, and I didn't say anything, but really, you know, I mean, just his looks alone. When he left, I'm told by the people, they were, hey, Moto is a multimillionaire. <laughs> In fact, Salakena in the booth alo baka chelet and naki kileka it's a kabeka fit. Kurchelta hai it so much. And I realize there's a lot of people who are worth much, but they don't don't say much. And so some of you, all you need is to see other people who have done more than you. It will help you to be humble. Some of you nerasa too much. Nikatelerata too much. You don't like my sermon, do you? Yeah. So, so, you know, we, we need to, pro, just sometimes, you know, you see somebody do something, you get provoked. Look at the book of Hebrews. This is not a provoke in a bad way. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Yeah. Some people, the way they pray, the way they love God, the way they read the Bible, the way they are committed to church. You know, when you go to their family, the way they run their family, the way they run themselves, the way just they, the way they are groomed, you know, the way Koloya wana in school nuka thing. Yao, salo kubale McDonald's ni ing ing komra hokuwa. Hey, hmm, kubuting kima vili li greasy. Hey, some people's kahabula buti in school. Ibile iba iba vacuuming. Iba kentele bikei robetsida school. I watch or never. I from now on was meant to say so. Some desires like that are good ones. You're not doing it out of competition. You're doing it because you've been provoked to move to another level. Are you there, Bazalana? Are you there, Bazalana? There's nothing wrong in being provoked to do better. So those are good, good plans. So, or sometimes vision, God gives you vision because you see your life move forward. So, you know, God gives you a vision like he did in the case of Paul. Paul is telling King Agrippa how he got saved. He says, at midday, O king, I saw the way, on the way, a light from heaven above the, as the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them that journeyed with me. And when I fell to the earth, I heard a voice speaking to me saying in the Hebrews language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus. But rise, note verse 16. 
Stand upon your feet. For I appeared unto you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of these things which you have seen and those things which I, you have heard. Delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I am sending you. To open the eyes. To turn them from darkness to light. To turn them from the power of Satan unto the power of God. That they may receive the forgiveness of sins. Inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. I love verse 19. Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. May you not be disobedient to what God is going to show you in 2019. Amen. May you be an obedient servant. Whatever God shows you in 2019, go after it. I said go after it. I don't know about you, but I'm going after it with everything in me. Everything in me. Actually, I was telling, I was talking with my second Fandach, you know, and I was sharing with him, and I said to him, you know what, Bishop Freddy, I feel like I've just been born again, again. Serious. I just feel like I am 16 years old again. The fire and the passion to do God's work more. Amen. Be obedient to the heavenly vision, and God will grant you the ability to obey the vision. So that's number one. Do Go after that which you want to do, all right? Pick a, something that you actually want to do. Number two, somebody say number two. Yes. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's number two. Yes. Number two, keep it realistic. There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. Let me say it again. There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. Sometimes when you listen to what Christians say in the name of faith and what they are planning in terms of their vision, saying they're trusting God, well, this will never happen. You go to David and say, I hope he's not talking about you. And the sad thing is, and the sad thing is when you tell them, they become angry with you. But Salana, faith is not just some mystical thing where you're just floating in the air saying things that you don't understand. That's not it. Faith is trusting God, but it has to be located in the realm of reality. Don't ever overstretch yourself in the name of faith. You haven't even been able to master the smaller yana things. See, that's how we work in our church. I didn't want to run and start branches all over before we start branches nearby. No. No. A few years ago, I never talked about a thousand churches. I didn't. Because I wasn't at that point. But you know, today we have people, they start a ministry today. Two weeks later, they want to open a thousand churches. And when you say, they say, faith, it's foolishness and it's presumption. It's not faith at all. Look at the devil and say, is he talking about you? Why are you so quiet? You see, Oftentimes, people are unrealistic. Don't have unrealistic goals or an unrealistic vision. We have this tendency to do what the psychologists call it self-enhance. That's why I can mean it's so. In other words, we think of ourselves in very positive ways. And there's nothing wrong. But we think that we can do anything. And I know we say that, but that's not true. The 
are certain things that if you haven't done, if you haven't passed certain stages, it doesn't matter how much you speak positively, you will not get there. I read a very interesting article, Bazaran, and I think I want to, and I was, this, this article really, I actually sent it to our pastors, it's on YouTube. And this guy was really saying something about how we have made a mistake in telling people whatever you want you can do. He said it's true, but we must qualify it. You, you can't just say you'll be an astronaut, matter how what you can ask all. You can't. You can't, you can't. You, 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 that's not going to happen. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So sometimes when you listen to people talk, what they're saying is not based in reality. See, and, and Barcelona is worse. We say we're going to pray about it. <laughs> and God looks at you and says, Chineke. It's going to be based in reality. You can't believe God that, you know, you're going to have a hundred children in 2019. You're going to give birth to a hundred children. Come on now. That's not going to happen. There's no way. There's no way that's going to happen. Doesn't matter how much faith you have. So be realistic. It looks like you don't like my sermon. You see, this self-enhance can prompt us to make unrealistic goals. Like, for instance, resolving to go to the gym every day starting the 1st of January, even though currently you don't exercise at all. Yeah, yeah that's unrealistic. Huh? That's unrealistic. That, that, that's, that's not going to work. You don't even have a discipline. Yahoo exercise a high one or a push-up A1. Did you know, Barcelona, that actually the gymnasiums, I don't know if you know this, gymnasiums, they'll tell you, if you go and check, that almost 80% of people who enroll and who pay subscriptions at gym, they don't ever go. Only 20% of people who pay there actually go there strictly. The rest of us who go for these specials, you nobody promoted any special. I can't know what a special so I go beaching. So September by promoter in November, October, by about over six pack. So I'll know another special. But by you are not gonna go. Mara, you'll be paying that subscription and they lock you into a three-year subscription back out. Let me just show you this. I'm sorry about Jim Skellan Chapa. If you look at the amount of enrollment you for the smaller yana gym they have. Oh, you like I feel late. If you look at the thousands of people that they sign up, there's no way those people can fit in that gym. Yeah, but they sign up thousands because only 20% will come. So 80% of you, you are sponsoring the 20% of the others. Look at your neighbor and say, are you 80% or 20%? I don't know. Yeah. So here we go, Basalan. Here we go. Don't be dramatic about setting up your goals. The best way to go about setting your goals is start with smaller goals. Make progress towards them. And once you start doing it, okay, you, 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 you gather up confidence. See, when I started the church, and I'm saying this for you pastors, okay, when I started the church, when I was leading in the early days of the church, we only focused on a few departments. 
We did the, 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 we did the, the children's church and the cell groups. That's all. And we had counseling. That's all. We didn't have youth group. We didn't have land crossers. We didn't have anything. We didn't have nothing. We only had those few. Why? Because if you have five people in your church, <laughs> come on, let's talk, Bazalan. Let's talk, Bazalan. You have five people in your church. Mara, you, 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 want, to, you want to have camps for youth? Couple seminar. Listen, I know you are believing God, but it's stupid. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So Mazana, start slow. Start on a small scale. The minute you get momentum going, then you can increase. Because you see, so you, even with your goals, that's why some of you, for the last few years, you've been writing, nothing has been happening. I'm showing you 2019 is going to be different now. So, so, 10, list there we are 10, reduce it to four. Yeah. Watch what it says in Psalms 27, verse, Psalms 37, verse 23. Talking about God, it says, the steps of a good man. Somebody say the steps. Yes. Say it again. Yes. Say it again. Yes. Say it again. Yes. The what? Yes. The what? Yes. Watch me. The what? Yes. The what? Yes. The what? Yes. The what? Yes. Some of you are Lebatlets are so. No. Lebatlets are so. And then how Robert how he puts our words Allah. No, 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 no. I'm going to lead you one step at a time. Once you are secure and you have mastered your balance, then I'll take you to the next step. And you've mastered your balance. You've told you the next step. The steps of a good man are ordered or directed by the Lord. God leads you in steps. So, Mama, if you don't learn what he teaches you on this step, how will you go the next step? See, God's way of growing you is to lead you one step at a time to see that you are faithful in little things. Yes. God's not going to take you to a church of a thousand people if you can lead a church of 20 people well. It's not going to work. God's not going to entrust you with a huge salary if you can't even tithe from the one away. It's not going to happen. God's not going to pour more anointing on you when you are careless God, the one he's put on you and you are merchandising it. Somebody say the steps. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, keep it real. All right. Keep it real. Come down where the rest of us live. Okay. They must come down here where we live. Number three. Somebody say number three. Now, watch this person. Be specific. Instead of being broad and vague, be specific. See, when people set goals, oftentimes they write it 
In terms of broad outcomes, what do I mean? People say, I want to lose weight. Okay. I want to get in shape. Okay. But you're not specific. The question is how? How? I want to be a pilot. Okay. Matter how? You got to never say matter how. The question is how are you going to lose weight? What is it exactly that you're going to be doing? I want to lose weight, but under net, how? But specific. Don't just go for broad, vague things. See, if I say we want to have a thousand churches, but I'm not training pastors, then I'm like so. Huh? So I'm training Kokairos. I get Kairos. I try to join in next year. And let's talk about Bishop Lugusupil. So if you say you want to start a, a thousand churches, how? How? Well, I'm training pastors. We've got 320 that we have trained. Barfets are next year. So we'll have 320 joining us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at them and say, be specific. Tell them again, be specific. Note what in Habakkuk 2, 2, God says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, watch, make it plain. Make it what? Plain. In other words, let it be understandable. Let it be such that even when we read, we get direction what we must do. Don't be vague. That he may run that readeth it. The, 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 the way this is presented is almost like, it's almost like, when you are jogging down the road and God is saying, write a vision on a billboard. Mara, be specific and use less words that even when somebody is running past, why shall why understand whatever what to do when they're running past? Ah, you missed that. That's a good part to shout. That's a good part to shout. God says, write it in a concise way, few words, very specific, so that even if somebody is just running past, I understand the what to do. You know, sometimes I look at the adverts, somebody post them, when I want to advert it, let's into Those of you who are in marketing, you know. In a less so much clutter. You know, so how drive off it? Well, I want to advert Mara. Leave before we want to advert Mara. So proper advertising. Few things so do one unfair, not lot. Your vision mustn't have clutter in it. Can I hear an amen? amen? You must have special resolutions that will benefit you. Instead of having broad goals, like saying, I want to do more physically, tie it to a particular situation. Rather say, tonight when I get home, I'm going to go to the gym. See, that's specific. That's specific. Why? Because when you didn't go to the gym, you will remember you didn't do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I mean, yeah. So even if you haven't done anything that advances you to being strong, you don't see it. But if you are specific and say, that, that's different. Tell your neighbor, be specific. Number four, plan exactly how you'll accomplish it. 
In other words, once you've set a realistic goal, specific goal, spend time planning exactly how. Work out how you're going to do it. For instance, if you are planning to call somebody often, then plan Ureka airtime. Yeah. And no budget, take it Ureka Monday, take it Ureka Ning. One of the things I see people do is they want to have a good prayer life. They want to pray in the morning, but they don't have the discipline to go to bed early. I'm just giving you practical things. This is not rocket science. But this is, this is practical stuff. So you see them still at 12 midnight. They're still watching the movie. Huh? Hello? Huh? They're still watching Lidi Bitsang. Huh? Pardon? Yeah, I want to catch up marathon to get a movie on demand. Box office. You will box office until one in the morning. And you, 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 you know you're going to work the following day. You know you have to be out of the house because six o'clock traffic. You know that. And you know it takes you two hours to be ready. Because Chanzo Tape, Uluki say whatever, Ukenya Polyfila, everything. <laughs> you know it takes it takes two hours. Chanzo fetch and say polyfila your home before Utah. <laughs> I hope you just take it in a good spirit, alright? So if you're gonna leave home at six and hunger two hours hotlapa, you must be up by four. Now, if you want to pray for an hour before you go, you must be up by three. And if you are still watching box office at 12, it means you're going to sleep for three hours. You know, this is not rocket science. Yeah. You've got to have a clear plan to say, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how much time is going to... You know, one of the things I've really realized, you know, I travel a lot, many places, go to churches, preach everywhere. One thing I've realized is when it comes to time, people don't know how to estimate time. I'm telling you, I've had many people say, no, you say we're going to such and such a place, you say, how long does it take? About 30 minutes. I'll tell you how they count that. Thing. Yeah, somebody's laughing because they already have the revelation. Somebody was a you already know. Now, what people don't realize is this person. If you have a garage, I don't know many of you know how long it takes you to take your car out of the garage. You see, now, if you are traveling, you must factor in the garage time. Oh, you don't know how long it takes. You don't know how long. Check your watch next time. Or just reversing out of the yard. And then before you hit the highway, from where you are to the highway, check how long it takes. Now, most people back calculate assets about the highway. That's why you are always late, some of you. Ndadam Konto travels with me. He knows that. I always argue with him. Not always, but sometimes I argue with him. I say, no, it's not true. He says, it's going to take, it's going to take us 30 minutes. I say, no, it's not going to take us 30 minutes. It's going to take us 45 minutes. And I always insist for the check and ask. I don't check. I don't fit 45 minutes on the dot. Because oftentimes when people calculate, they don't check everything. So already, by the time you leave, you're already late. 
Your, your project is a failure. Maybe before you start. Look at somebody say, what a shock. Look at somebody say, what a revelation. Yeah. So there's a lot of research that shows that if you plan to do something in a particular situation, you are more likely to do it properly. Jesus alludes to this in Luke chapter 14. Let's have it in the NIV Bible, please. Jesus himself, our Lord, alludes to this. You can't just jump into something and do it without planning. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. This is Jesus talking. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. We'll go all the way to verse 32. Won't you first, somebody say first. Yes. Say it again. Yes. Won't you first do what? Sit down and what? And estimate the cost to see if you what? To do what? That's planning. That's planning. Come on, Jesus. Get Jesus. Get Jesus. I Bible is I am for it. Get planning. If you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish, I mean, you're not able to finish it. I'm sorry. Salata three years ago, who keep it half? How about it? Tinaba Malu, Mesolo, Salinda. How Linda Lan, Silindi, Lepella. Abe. If you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. Keep going. Saying this person began to build, they were not able to finish. Keep going. Verse 31. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. Don't start something without planning. Don't just rush into things. Plan, 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 plan. You know, oftentimes people see our church working and they say, well, it's so well, it's so well. And I say, no, we can't do it now. They say, why? Mus ukari. Ukari. It's not easy. We need to plan. Yeah. We need to first, in this church, we must first prepare the congregation. We must explain to people where we're going. We must go to the leadership. We must pray about it. We must know it's the will of God. We must sit down and plan. We must check if the money is there. We must check if we have enough time. We, there's so many things. We must listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You don't just jump into it. How jump or no? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Plan. Jesus talks about planning. Don't start something if you haven't planned properly. Number five. Somebody say number five. Plan how you will cope. This is important. Plan how you will cope with competing desires. Every vision you have will always run into things that are going to compete for priority. Even the most strongly held resolution, at some point it will be tested. So, when you plan, listen, Basalana, you must plan and already try to forecast how you're going to handle situations that are, that are going to come without you having factored them in. For instance, you may want to go to the gym tonight when you come from work, but what you didn't realize is that you're going to have a very long day. 
So now you come back, you are tired, you don't go to the gym. And before you know where you are, it's three months since you go gym. See, so what you never realize, Kohur, even if you have this thing, there's also other things that impact on what you're trying to do. So we need to anticipate situations. All right? Let, let's go to Nehemiah 2. This is so inspiring. I just love Nehemiah. It's a long reading, but I'm going to read all of it. In the ninth month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, this is after Nehemiah outwilled about the crisis in his homeland, and he wants to go back to Jerusalem, but he doesn't know how to approach the king. Okay? He has a vision. He wants to go back and rebuild the wall. Mara, because he is serving in a foreign land, he doesn't know who Rotai Kala Joan Tabai. He says, when the wine was brought to the king, when I'm going to wine, what strategy say? I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been set in his presence before. Keep going, please. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of the heart. I was very much afraid. So the king. But I said to the king, may the king live forever. You see, even though they were attacked. The king live forever. Why should my face not look sad? When the city of my ancestors, where they are buried, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. The king said to me, what is it that you want? Then I prayed to God of heaven, and I answered the king, if it pleases the king. You see, this is called reverse psychology. <laughs> if it pleases the king, he gets a humble, you know, this guy is, you saw. If it pleases the king. And if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild. Keep going, please, all the way to verse 9. And the king with the queen sitting beside him, so who do you tell him, my sus? He said, I get what I the queen. How long will your journey take? And when will you be back? It pleased the king, so I set a time. Keep going. And I also said to him, we'll hope another thing. If it pleases the king, may I also have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. See, this guy is clever. This guy is clever. And may I have a letter of Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because of the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted me my request. So this guy already knows. When I do this, there's also be this challenge small. But because I have this opportunity, a king, why don't I already anticipate those challenges and try horikidiri before the Hitler? Verse 9. So I went to the governors of Trans Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. So now Then the king also sent army officers and cavalry with me. 
So note that there'll always be things that are there that will try to compete with your desire. They'll try to choke your vision out. So try to anticipate. Are you still there? Number six, we have two more to go. Somebody say we have two more to go. Now, if you are trying to fulfill vision and you want to change from your old habits of not fulfilling vision, learn what are the triggers. I'll explain to you. Many New Year resolutions stem from a desire to break certain old habits. But unfortunately, there are certain things that we do habitually. Let me give you an example. Some of you, it could be you start coming to church today. You last through January, February, March. Now, here's a question I want to ask you. Have, you. have you tried to check what leads to that behavior? What is it that when you go through causes you to renege on your, on your commitments? It's a trigger. There are certain things that trigger certain things. If you, if you look at your life, I know myself. There are certain things that it's about. Once you get a saw, and to expect a different outcome is not being wise. So what must we do? We want to stop those triggers. Things that are Rebecca slide. Some of you, you know, we told and Satayatha, we enter for two months. Third month outside. And I'll tell you why third month outside. We said, So machonis are okay trigger. Hey, I'm to morning tonight, wait. What are the triggers? The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 1. Let's read the New Living Translation there, please. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such huge crowd of witnesses for the life of faith, let us strip off. Somebody say strip off. Every weight that does what? I can't hear you. That does what? Especially what? That what? Does what? The sin that so easily trips us up. And high-risk sin is not only one thing about sin in the sense of doing evil. It includes that. But it's in doing what's wrong. There are certain things that you can cast them. Some of us are in certain foodstuffs who are not supposed to eat. You can't eat chocolate cake. You can't eat chocolate cake. You can't eat chocolate cake. You can't eat I remember a few years ago, I, this was very nice in, in the family. You know, we, you know, Kinale, a lot of Ditlokolotaka. And one of Ditlokolotaka, you know, we, we all like to eat and we love meat. I, we, we love meat. And, and we love nice food. And I don't know, you know, plenty of Ditlokolotaka wasn't great because Ditlokolotaka decided in December to become a vegetarian. <laughs> so, 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 so no, we were with them, you know, family meeting. No. Why? No, I'm a vegetarian. Because 
just started now. I didn't say anything. I said, okay. Hayata Christmas. I tell you. He says, to hold it now, I get a how. What happened? To hold us at a high man. I'm sorry, Bazarwa. <laughs> this is how much I loved as Tlokolo Saka, you know. Arayama Lume. Get us to in the new year. That's the, that's the sin that easily trips us up. <laughs> so, so you check what are the triggers. You know, for your behavior to change, you must make sure, Bazalana, that you, don't, you, you track potential triggers. If you know that you can't handle certain things, stay away from them. If you know you got saved and you used to drink a lot, huh? This time of the year, stay away from people who drink. I'm telling you. Even no rata bo mai susu, kana kwe na ne. Chama ya uya kuhule kwa. That's why the Bible is. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. That's First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Let's have it in the the Passion translation if you have it. Stop fooling yourself. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. So now, if you hang around triggers, you hang around an environment that triggers wrong things. Huh? I, always tell, I always tell young people, you can't be listening to music where they curse and they, they talk about sex out of marriage, they talk about infidelity, and they use all these words, we mama the whole day, and you expect it not to affect you. You can't be watching pornography. La tu la You can't be watching porn and expect that not to affect you. See, this is what people do. People have plans. You want to live holy life, Mara, you are watching porn. You are living holy life, but the music you 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 chow. You know, sometimes I watch, you know, you know, on our on our tweets. Sometimes when I watch some people's bar, bar, communicator the runa, and you see the pictures they post, Tabo Nanje, just the main picture. Ha! Ha! Seriously, this is on the main page. I can't how read the picture anymore. Ha! I pizza God's only child. Kirmara. Kirmara. Mara Mara Ataya Eya God's only child. How? And it's worse when you it's worse when you it's worse when you click on them and you see the other people that they are following and the conversations and the language. The language used. 
And they say, God's only child. Do you think Mutoo Ulo Pela Lamudimu Abuaso? I relate that about to so I comment that to say so. And these are their views, and this is what they are embracing. This is what they are spending. And this person is really expecting to walk in the anointing. How are they expecting? Oh, come on. I know you don't like it. Give the Lord a hand. I'm, I'm not here to entertain you. What are the triggers? You've got to ask yourself that question. What are the triggers? You've got to know what the triggers are. Know in your life what are the triggers. What are the things that make me get backslider? What are the things that make me go away and move away from God? What are the things? Even when I have plans. Even when I have a vision. Even when I have kicked in total once on. And they easily trip us up. And to be honest with you, if you can be observant, the pattern is the same. I'm telling you. I was studying it once and I was talking to somebody, I don't remember. But one of the things I've realized, even the devil, the way he brings people down, there's a pattern. I'm telling you, you look in the Bible, men, women of God who fell, there was a pattern. See, we get into these behavioral patterns that get entrenched. That's why the power of God is so necessary. Because only the power of God is able to take us out of certain patterns. And that leads me to my final point. Renew your mind. Renew your mind to the new way. Renew your mind to God's way of doing things. Decide that you are going to stick to your New Year resolutions. Maxwell Malls, who was a plastic surgeon way back in 1950, when he began noticing a strange phenomenon and pattern among his patients, after he performed an operation like doing a nose job or cutting people's noses or anything like that, he found out that the patients would take 21 days to get used to seeing their new face. At times after he had amputated people's legs or arms, he noticed that the the patients would act like they still have that arm or that leg. My sister is here. She once told me something. They were were doing in nursing, and it was quite interesting when she explained to me. They were explaining this thing yeah, yeah, this concept of what they call a, uh, a, a phantom limb. So this patient, and the doctor said, it's not long amputated, the leg is not there. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to tickle them. And tickle them and you'll see they're going to laugh. And the, and the leg is not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a true thing. And the doctor came and put the hands underneath and, said that, and the person started laughing, and the, the leg wasn't there. Yeah. So Dr. Maxwell Moss is the one who came up with that. And then they find out it takes 21 days for, for the patient to, to understand that the leg is not there and for their system to adjust that the leg is not there. This is where we come up with the belief that was spread by then that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. However, further research was done on this matter by a lady by the name of Philippa Lely, who is a health psychologist. And she made a research called University College in London. And they released a, 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 a they published the, their findings in the European Journal of Social Psychology together with a research team. And this is interesting. The study, they examined the habits of 96 people over a 12-week long period. Each person chose one habit for the 12 weeks and reported each day on whether or not uh, they did the behavior and how automatic the behavior felt. Were they able to change their behavior or whatever? 
like drinking water. Drink water, change your behavior. At the end of 12 weeks, they analyzed the data. And this is what they found out. They found out that on average, it takes two months before new behavior can be automatic. Not 21 days. Two months. Or 66 days to be exact. So in other words, it takes much longer for a habit to be entrenched. Now, here's where I want to end with Ephesians chapter 4. Let me have that, please. It says that you put off concerning the former lifestyle the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's have it in the contemporary English version. Chachulu verse 23. It says, and let the spirit change your way of thinking. This is where we want to bring God into the equation. That God will help us intercept these triggers in our lives. See, as we worship, as we come into the presence of God, as we read God's word, as we take time to pray, the spirit of God is able to intercept these things that take us back in our lives. And this year, this coming year, I pray that God will be able to intercept things in your life. I pray that God will be able to transform your life and change your life. Why? Because I found out changing out of just goodwill and just trying to do it in general out of just the, the, the power of your will might be very impossible sometimes. You can change, but there are certain things that are so entrenched they cannot let so much we need divine intervention. These things are so deep within ourselves. Some of us, we've been going in a circle of failure in our lives. God wants to change that circle in the name of Jesus. Some of us go through a destructive path where we start things and we don't finish them. I'm here to tell you God wants to change that in your life as well. Some of us, we start things well and we are or Reba discouraged and we walk away from it just before we get the final thing. We run, you know, it's a race of 12 laps. You run for 10 laps, Hosea two, and you get tired. But I see God helping you. I said, I see God helping you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And this is where we need to let God intervene in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I hear an amen in the house? Bow your heads with me, please. We're going to pray. As we go towards the time. If you're here today and you want to receive Christ as Savior and Lord, right where you are, you want to have a new start in your life. You want to ask Jesus, come into my life, Jesus, save me. Whether you are here in the foyer, in the dome, in the overflow halls, or watching somewhere else, would you raise your hand? I just want to pray for you right where you are. You don't have to come to the front today. Just raise your hand and say, may I have a new start in my life today? Raise your hands. Thank you. Can you stand on your feet? Because I want to lead you in a prayer. Just where you are, if you raise your hand. Thank you. All over the place. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Just stand on your feet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the people who are next to them, if you could watch those people and try to find a way. We can follow up. Time doesn't allow us. We're very, very tight for time right now. Um, but I think we can still do this. Can I ask you just to come to the front, people? Let me pray with you. Take your belongings, ne? Don't leave your belongings behind. Just come quickly. Come quickly. 
They are having a new start. Come on, give them a hand. They are having a new start in their lives.